Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Crop. The Ross G. Nute Podcast Show with Renono and KJ Menlo. The Ross G. Nute Podcast Show with Renono and KJ Menlo. me your host kj menlo and uh my co-host i guess is that what you are to me uh renano renano everybody hi everybody so as we said last week um we've got a huge a mailbag filled with crossouts from all the ross heads yeah there's there's so many yeah like i really appreciate all of you sending these in but it's almost overwhelming do yeah we can really only do one so um we chose a cross out from our good friend Maurice Walter Fortier. First up is his the cross out of his name, which is probably the best cross out name I've ever heard of. <laughs> Ice Water Foder. Ice Water Foder. That's a good. That is a good nickname. If your name was, if people called you Ice Water, like you've got your, you've got it together. People know you know what you're talking about. You've got a. I like that his last name sort of rhymes with his middle name. <laughs> Ice water voter. <laughs> it's got a sing song. Really like. It does have a sing songiness to it. Water voter. <laughs> so uh, when you send in your crossouts, make sure to send in your the crossout of your, of name. your name. Yeah. Also. So let's go back to week one. I'm not going to reread it, obviously. <laughs> so we're just going to read the cross out. And Icewater took uh, the tact of crossing out a, a whole lot. And, <laughs> you know, he's a beginner. We'll give him a little break on this one. It's pretty strange and disjointed. But there's some <laughs> pretty good cross outs going on, I think. All right, here we go. Icewater Foders, reading of... What was the book in the first Oh, uh, Motherless Brooklyn by Jonathan Lethem. Here we go. We wept as Ken ate four stones from giant man park buildings. <laughs> Toys which bicycle delivery men withhold lie red in the fading ember light. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right off the bat, you've got giant man park buildings. Yeah, very... That's very, evocative. Yeah, and I think it's kind of... I bet I bet that's never been used before in literature. I bet I bet skyscrapers have never been called man part buildings, but I think it works. And it, it's you know nowadays you try not to offend people with any of your words. I think it works. Uh, okay, it was dinner in Yo Town. God, I always love that. I like how Mo. Um, excuse me, Ice Water. Um, I like you. Well, you guys already know that I like when you take liberties with words like your or um, oh, I or um, I love I love the use of good uh, like or uh, excuse me punctuation. If you can make a word yeah. with a run in with an apostrophe after the end, I, I love apostrophes those. are apostrophes are the, the mainstay of a crossing. Friend out. of the cross out or uh, Ross yeah. Heads, yeah, yeah. So it was dinner in Yo Town. There's only one. <laughs> there's only one whistle left in Manhattan on East Ten Road. <laughs> Does Manhattan have roads? <laughs> it's no good. 
we chanted, no, the new hat. We were in there. <laughs> I see someone stealing their hat and then them yelling after the person, no, we were in there. Like that, like my head was inside of that hat just now. Such <laughs> a strange way to talk. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this is one of those ones that comes across as... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I say apocalyptic. I don't know if I mean that specifically, but a very just dark and like everything's to be fall. The world seems to be crumbling in a lot of yeah. these. You know. All right. Here's where uh, Ice Water gets a little. <laughs> he, he meanders a bit. Nimble terriers surely moan at Gordon. <laughs> Gotta love the <laughs> the people that pop up. In Nimble terriers. That's uh, that would be like a pretty good dog show breed, I guess. I would think. And I don't know if it does it mean the word nimble or is it like they're called maybe they're from a, the county of nimble in England or something. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of but that. But I think nimble. I think nimble terriers kind of works. Yeah. The uppers were crap. Andy landed with cool mustard. All right, so. <laughs> you know, you got to wrap it up somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that was, no. you know, that wasn't a bad effort, but it wasn't a good effort. It was just an effort, you know, and that's... I feel like that was a good effort. I like, thought I it, like it a lot. It opened well. I kind of I thought it opened well, and it dr- drifted too far at the end. That's that's the hardest. That's why I like when you say, you, you, you say I cross out a lot of letters when I do this. I think that's yeah. good, because you tend to have more of a... Of a story, uh, you know, yeah. something linear rather than let, like this thing right. where there's just mustard. And yeah, it's, I look at it like you're uh, chiseling a statue, and you got to take out like a lot of rock if you want to get down to the yeah to the. And form once you've chiseled that one part away, you can't bring it back. So you might have ruined That's a whole right. thing with one wrong cross out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this week's um, selection for the cross outs. Mark, uh, it's your week. Oh right, um, okay. So uh, so anyway, so I went to uh, I went traveled a little bit and I ended up outside of Pittsburgh uh, about two weeks ago with my family. Just went to see some cousins and stuff. And I while I was there, there was something called the Whiskey Rebellion Festival going on. And I just wanted to read to you. The, uh, there was an article about it in I believe it was the it was the Columbus Dispatch uh, had an article about this festival. And I just thought it was interesting because it's uh, everybody kind of knows about the Boston Tea Party. I think because that one specifically kicked off the American Revolution, but this was another taxation thing that I think was a, a big deal back in the day. Cool. And uh, I thought maybe we'd teach people about a little history while we were doing this. Oh, sure. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So the article is uh, called Day Trip Destination, History, and Lots of Whiskey on Tap in Western Pennsylvania by Steve Stevens of the Columbus Dispatch. Washington, Pennsylvania. Americans have always been a rebellious lot. Just ask King George III, or George Washington. The father of our country faced his own rebellion when his right-hand man, Alexander Hamilton, attempted to place a burdensome tax on the whiskey being made on the frontier, a rebellion led by the distillers of Western Pennsylvania. The rebellion is still remembered and celebrated at the annual Whiskey Rebellion Festival in Washington, Pennsylvania, the center of the rebellion, and about a two and a half hour drive from Columbus. The festival, scheduled July 8th through 9th, is sponsored by the Bradford House Historical Association, which also operates in Washington, the Whiskey Rebellion Education and Visitors Center, and the Bradford House Museum, a National Historic Landmark built in 1788 by David Bradford, 
a leader of the rebellion. The brouhaha arose in 1791 when then Secretary of the Treasury Hamilton proposed the first federal tax, an excise on distilled products to help pay the debt from the revolution. The frontier distillers of Western Pennsylvania, where most of the country's whiskey was being produced, did not cotton to Hamilton's tax. Many had fought against quote-unquote taxation without representation in the Revolutionary War and were ready to fight again. Several local tax collectors were harassed or even tarred and feathered. Events came to a head in 1794 when a mob of hundreds of men attacked and destroyed the mansion of a local tax collector. President Washington sent a militia to confront the rebels. Eventually, about 20 men were arrested, but all were later acquitted or pardoned. The tax was repealed during the Jefferson administration. Although that fascinating unpleasantness is now whiskey under the bridge, the history of the rebellion takes center stage, quite literally, at the festival. More history will be on tap at the Visitor Center, the Bradford House Museum, and the Lemoyne House, another historic house museum in Washington, which will also portray a frontier church service at 10 a.m. on July 10th. Okay, so there's a couple of preambles I have to say before I read my cross out. I'll go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, number one, uh, I really hope this doesn't get us an X, X rating. In, oh um, yeah, and you don't racy, talk like so. that. You're not a. You're not like a foul well, mouth. I'm. I'm curious to see what oof. this. What this means for. Okay. Well, just buckle in. Number two. Um. So it's like a pretty common thing to to shorten the word cartoon to tune, right? Like T O O N. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know me. Okay. You knew I would approve of that. I'm very liberal. Like So this passage doesn't make sense unless you already know what tune means. And it's just short for cartoon. That's it. It's just common slang that everyone says for cartoons. Okay. okay? So sure. it's not a big deal. Sure. Okay. All right. Here's my reading. This is called History. Oh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so we're starting right off with an apostrophe. Okay. Steve did his own rebellion when his right-hand man, Landham, his name's Landham, I was gonna. I was about to ask. Did you say Landham? Okay. Steve. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Landham is his name. All right. So we've got Steve. We've got Landham. Steve did his own rebellion when his right hand man Landham attempted to place a burdensome tax on ski hats. That rebellion is still remembered and celebrated at the annual ski hat fest at Rick's house. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> I love guys named Rick. Well, this article is obviously very uh, local. <laughs> but, it's the, but it's in the whole state of Pennsylvania. Everybody knows Rick. Everybody knows. Most, most Pennsylvanians, a lot of guys from Delaware know who Rick is. <laughs> Jersey. All right, it's at Rick's house. Say no more. All right, back into it. Must I tell, oh, the brouhaha in 1791, when then-Secretary of the Treasury, Ham, faxed his lewd tunes? Many had fought against, quote-unquote, tune tit, and were ready to fight again. Several local tune fathers died. Men attacked and destroyed the mansion of a local tuner. Eventually, about 20 men quit tuning at all. I've never heard this before. I mean, I've heard my history of Pennsylvania. That's terrible. 
Okay. <laughs> 20 different tuners were forced to quit. Tuner. <laughs> you, you made up your own language. This Okay. I now will tell you. The Rice Museum in Washington has rice. <laughs> the end. That's great. Well, thanks. I liked it. I like how there were so many opp- opportunities to, to use the word tune. Tune? <laughs> Why? Do you... Uh, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking at the end. I was like, what, what, what word kept reappearing that gave you tune? You were spelling it T-O-O-N, right? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I thought so. History O Pennsylvania. Steve did his own rebellion. <laughs> Okay, so you have uh, ham, ham. So I have ham in mind too. I guess I should. I don't know. I shouldn't tell you ahead of time, I suppose. But I thought it was fun that we called back to ham cans from. I believe it was episode one. We we were talking about ham cans, right? I mean, anytime I get the chance to cross out letters and make the word ham, ham I'm gonna take it's it. usually a funny one. Yeah, yeah. The ham's just funny in general. Uh, yes, but but okay. So in your story, it was uh, in the real story, it was whiskey, and yours it was ski hats that were causing the uprising. What well, was the tax on ski hats? Yeah, I guess it became an issue. I didn't never, like I said, a lot of these really local history things I've never heard before. I wish my uh, name was Alexander Hamilton, so I could shorten it, so I could cross it out and make it into Land Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're stuck with Vernano. You don't have any H's, A's, or M's. Must I tell the bro? Oh, you just left brouhaha. I thought you were gonna. I thought maybe you were gonna do bro haha, or you left it. Sometimes in there. you just gotta leave it. Well, you were talking about. So. Sure, you were talking about a uh, Steve's own rebellion. <laughs> do you still call it a rebellion if only one person? I mean, I guess so. He's a rebel. He just hates the and ski hat time. He was rebelling against his right hand man, Landham. <laughs> well, that's because. Landham turned on him. Just real quick, are you calling people tree stumps still? We came up with tree stumps a couple <laughs> yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, I've been calling tree stumps uh, people tree stumps all over the place. And my 16-year-old daughter has taken it and run with it. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, Gen Zers saying tree stumps left and right. Cool. I think it is cool. It's time to get these kids some nice insults that aren't so harsh. Right. Like maybe calling somebody a Landham. Like a heavy set. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be a heavy set person, right? <laughs> Although, what's a if you call something a land something or a water something? Isn't the thing? Are you if one already hams already exist on land? <laughs> so shouldn't it be like a land manatee or a, or conversely a water ham might make more sense, right? If there was an animal like a pig that swam. And then, uh, so were you offended by how blue I worked? Yeah, tune tit. That was a uh, <laughs> that really jumped out at me. I I, uh, I painted myself into a corner talking about Treasury Ham faxing his lewd tunes. Well, so I, I thought, to... what's it called when um, uh, when you when Treasury <laughs> was Treasury Ham the same person as Land Ham? <laughs> yes. Yes. So the tre- Secretary Ham faxed faxed his. <laughs> yeah, I guess he faxed a dirty picture, dirty drawing. He faxed one of yeah. his lewd tunes, but this was 1791. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that the fax machine wasn't around till like the, I don't know, 30s or something. Because like, I don't think you guys, yeah. I don't think you guys know what you're talking about. I know you're presenting yourself as historians here, but I think that's historically inaccurate. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, I liked the idea of many people fighting against 
cartoon tit. Everybody's in an uproar about cartoon boobs. I mean, to the point where to the point where they were ready to fight. Again. Ready to fight, and to the point where two hundred years later, people are still going to Rick's house every year <laughs> to talk about well, it and to celebrate. No, that's it. a different. That's a different issue. That's about the ski hats. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It just kind of took a left turn somewhere. Yep, and I liked the idea of Tune Fathers. Uh, like, wh- who are they? Tuners. Then you have tu- <laughs> then you have tuners in here. Oh, local tuner. <laughs> oh, and you even put the uh, you did put a uh, apostrophe. an apostrophe. Nice. Oh yeah, you got to. I'm gonna wrap it up with this: the most obvious <laughs> statement. And now we'll tell you the Rice Museum in Washington has rice. I like Rick's house yeah, best. I think it's cool that they have a celebration at Rick's house every year. Rick's cool with it. Rick even put, you know, he doesn't supply everything. He's not a millionaire, but he'll put out some brewskis, buy a couple of pizzas. He's got a fire going. Yeah. Like a nice pit. You guys remember the ski hat tax back in the 1700s? Like, <laughs> no. What are you talking about, talking Rick? About, are you talking about Steve's right hand man, Landham? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, have you ever guys, have you guys heard the story of uh, Steve's right hand man, Landham? And how Steve did his own rebellion against it? <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's how, the, that's how they word it. He did, did a rebellion. <laughs> I guess what ties these stories together is is Landham and how he's he's both of them. He's the bad guy in both. <laughs> well, he went on he's, he went on to be the thing, right? Yeah, he was a secretary. He went on to become the secretary of the treasury. Yeah, so he's taxing ski hats and he's faxing tune tits. To <laughs> what a jerk! Why is he Steve's right hand man? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next week. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that's my cross out yeah, for this letter very good. for this one. Thank you, yeah. KJ. Hey, anytime. <laughs> so you want me to do mine? Yep. All right. Um, I kept it. I tried to keep it like what I read you. I don't know if you remember, but it was it was kind of in the style of a news article. Um, yeah. So here we go. This is an article called da- "Dada <laughs> History" in WP. Hold on. What does WP mean? We'll find out. I'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out very quickly. <laughs> it's right there. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get this here. Dada History in WP by Eve Stees from the Club Dispatch. The Club. You remember last week? So I think she's... Are you kidding me? I think they have their own correspondent go around and find... <laughs> news that it might interest the club members. Oh my god, that's, this is brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, it was written by Eve Stees from the Club Dispatch. Uh, location of this article is Winton, Pennelvan... Win- Winton, Pennelvan... Winton, Pennelvan, Iowa. <laughs> okay. So that's, I know you liked, I, I, I remember you kind of liked, what was that street name? Thiflicand Avenue? I came up with the name of a town. Winton Pendleton. And like Wilkesbury. You know how Wilkesbury has a hyphen in it? Winton, W I N T O N hyphen Pendleton, P E N Y. I don't know why place name, places crack me up so much. Like, so uh, I thought you might like Winton Pendleton, and that's what Dada history in WP means. What, what, what was what's the history of the Dada movement in Winton Pendleton, Iowa? <laughs> okay, here's I'm, I'm, this is when this article starts. 
<laughs> I have seen a lot. Just ask RG3 or RG... <laughs> or RG Washington. The fat face disowned Lex's ham tax. On the sky, what? on the frontier, a rebellion led by the Dada. Celebrate at the annual rebellion festival in Winton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Celebrate at the annual rebellion festival in Winton, Pennsylvania, the center of the rebellion. <laughs> Celebrate at the annual rebellion festival in Winton, Pennsylvania, the center of the rebellion, and a 21 over 2. <laughs> 21 halves hour drive from bus. From bus. So, so the fraction is 21 over 2, so it's a 10 and a half hour bus ride. The center of the rebellion and a 21 halves hour drive from bus. 21 over 2. So, 21 over it's 2, yeah. 21, 21 and half halves. hours. 21 halves. It's 21 half hours away. <laughs> By bus. I don't know. It's a day long bus ride to get there. The festival, scheduled July of 89, is so, so historical. As in, also operates the Wise Lion Education and Visitor Center and the Bad Hose Museum. <laughs> a tin landmark built in 88 by Dada Rebels. The secret, the secret treasure is still duct tape. Of the country's ham tax, many had fought against quote-unquote taxing pig. How dare they tax pig? <laughs> we need our No taxing pig. Down with taxing pig. Uh, local ham was attacked and destroyed, man. Solo hams were arrested, but were later acquitted or pardoned. The tax warped Jeff's mini station. Sure. Hog fascination, the history of the rebellion, takes center stage quietly at the festival. Bacon House. <laughs> Bacon House, another hose. <laughs> Bacon House, another hose museum in Winton, will so port <laughs> will so port Tai Chi at 1 a.m. on July 10th. Oh, I, I, that was so good. I've really stretched it with my, my spelling of support there, I thought. I, I almost didn't want to show you this one. I don't know if I could get away with that or not. Oh man, I loved that so S -O -P -O much. S O P O R T. So port. That's my favorite cross eyed I've ever heard of. There's so <laughs> many things I love about it. There's two different hose museums <laughs> in this in this town of Winton, Pennsylvania, Iowa. There's two different hose museums. <laughs> well, it makes sense. One of them's the bad hose museum, and one is just the hose museum. No, one's just called Bacon House. The other one, not even, it doesn't even advertise itself as a hose museum. It got, you think it was a breakfast 
You'd probably go there under the um, under the impression you were about to get breakfast, but it's actually a hose museum. And they have Tai Chi in the middle of the night at the hose museum. <laughs> oh, and my other favorite line is the author saying <laughs> the festival scheduled July '89 is so so, so historic. historical. Yeah. Yeah, I added, I capitalized the S and the, the second S and O. I thought that was important there. The Bad Hose Museum. What do you oh think goes God. on at the Wise Lion <laughs> Education and Visitor Center? I wanted to keep Education and Visitor Center, so I was very crippled as to what I could use. So Washington, I forget what it was. Oh, so Whiskey Rebellion, I guess, is what it was. Oh, right. Whiskey Rebellion. So I was like, That's Wise great. Lion kind of sounds, I don't know, maybe... <clears throat> Like for kids? I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like a kid's for a special, like, uh, excelling, um, top of their class type of kids might go to the Wise Lion Education and Visitor Center. Uh, I'm telling you one thing. The next long car trip I go on, I'm t- when my daughter asks how long we have, I'm going to break it down into half hours. How many half hours? <laughs> 21 half hours 21 half hour 21 half hours ride so you noticed the word Dada in there a little bit do you know much about the Dada art movement a little bit so just um, I just wanted to read you something that kind of ties in with us Um, Dada was a it was an art movement um, in the European avant-garde in the early 20th century Uh, it sounded like it started in Zurich I guess it was centered there and then it came to New York they were so it was uh, it was developed in reaction to World War One. Dada movement consisted of artists who rejected logic reason aestheticism so a lot of that like absurdist art I think it's cool I really like that type of stuff Max Ernst me too um, Mm -hmm. isn't it that that guy just hung a toilet like a urinal on the wall I believe that was yeah probably I like the painting type stuff I think the most I think when they paint those realistic absurd things I think there's something really cool about that Uh, Max Ernst Marcel Marcel Duchamp um, they listed a bunch of them but anyway the art of the movement spanned visual literary and sound media including collage sound poetry cut up writing so I was like, wait a second. Has this already been done? So I lo- so that was one of the things you could click on on Wikipedia, cut-up writing. So I'm going to read you about the cut-up technique and see if it, see right. if we're like modern-day Dada-ists. Dada-ists. Yeah, I don't think there's there's no doubt yeah. about it in my mind. The cut-up technique, or dehou, I don't know, decoupe, in French, is an aleatory literary technique in which a written text is cut up and rearranged to create a new text. The concept can be traced to the Dadaists of the 1920s, but it was developed and popularized in the 1950s and early 1960s, especially by writer William S. Burroughs. It has since been used in a wide variety of contexts. So, I'd never heard of this before. I think... uh... I think they would actually switch letters and words and flip flop. Well, around, it looks like so. what they they show a little snippet of it, and it looks like they cut out maybe a sentence, mm-hmm. and then they cut out a sent, and it would just sort of so you'd miss a bunch of words, but the letters themselves yeah. would be in the same. So what we do is like if two idiots, did that. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I guess, or maybe I, don't, I couldn't tell. Are we cooler or less cool? There's, there seems interesting. Um, it kind of has a little more visualness to it because they're actually cutting up the pages and everything. But yeah, well, when we did it in high school, I don't know. How, it, I'm sure you remember how crazy our books yeah. looked with all the black squares over everything. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. and only you could read it. <laughs> like if I did a cross out, I could only read it to you, and you just have to take my word for it because you can't read. The actual cross-up. Right, because the letters would be too far apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine us doing that? Like, how much we're crossing out now? It would be insane. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the cross- Ross G. Nute podcast show. I'm Renono. That's KJ. Next week, or sometime in the future, I don't know, we'll be back with uh, another cross-out for you to enjoy, hopefully. Oh, remember, follow us on TikTok. If you comment on one of our TikTok videos, we will cross out letters. AKA and Ross you. Ross. I like You'll that. I like that we have a, a little uh, term for it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let me read you some uh, some Rosses that we've done already. Came out really hot on the first day on TikTok and got some really good, really good feedback. So, the first comment on one of our videos was... Not everyone needs a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, my reply was, if you cross out some letters of, quote, unquote, not everyone needs a podcast, you get no iNaps. You've been Rossed. (laughs) (laughs) Rossed. You just got Rossed, kid. Uh, And then they replied with, are you autistic? But they spelled it wrong, so it's A U S T I S T. Are you are you autistic? You're sending these texts into um, a show that specifically goes through each letters of a word. You should you should hit spell check before you. Well, uh, my reply was: if you cross out letters of that, you get the word rustic <laughs> because you put that the S before the T. That was helpful. Thank you very much. You've been rust again, my friend. <laughs> So we've had uh, a bunch of people uh, writing in to for to have us Ross them, and we're having a blast with it. So keep it coming. We are on TikTok at let's see Rostic. what our name is here. It is at Ross G period N O U T E E. So R O S S G period N O U T E E. We hope to see you on there. We'll have fun, and uh, please feel yeah. free to roast us. Like we uh, might be autistic. That's fun for us. I, I don't know. yeah, I think it's a safe bet. All right, so thanks, everybody, for giving us a listen, and uh, we hope you keep listening and follow us on TikTok and all that stuff. See you later. And this is has been Renoma. Goodbye. I'm KJ. The Ross G. Mutate Podcast Show. With Ron Ono and KJ Minlow.